He is the best thing, isn't he? Thank the Lord. I'm glad he's able to save us and uh, think that he would even want to save us. And uh, thank the Lord for that. All righty. Well, let's, let's ask God to help us now. Father, help us as we open the word of God. Lord, uh, we thank you for uh, being our God and our Savior, for loving us the way that you do. And, and God, how good you are to us each and every day. But Father, when we stop and think about you saved our soul. And then I think about maybe somebody's here that's not sure of that. So, Father, I pray you just speak to our hearts, and I pray that each person in this room knows you as Savior. If not, someone today would be saved. And then it might challenge us to witness to people. God, salvation is a no-so salvation. So, Father, bless and help us now in this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Bible says in Isaiah here in chapter number 9 and verse number 2, the people that walked in darkness, notice they did walk in darkness, they walked in darkness, have seen a great light. I'm so thankful that there is that great light, and that great light is the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I think about the light, I think about how that God created light. Let me read to you a few verses from the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter number 1. And I read verses 1 through 5. You don't need to turn to it if you just listen to it. We'll turn to some other verses later on. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And verse 3 says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And there's something, whenever God speaks, that's what happens. Verse 4 says, And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. What I just read there to you was the creation, part of the creation's part of the creation story. We find out there was progress in that. You know, God could have made everything in one instant. I believe that. I believe, you know, when, when I think about, you know, verse number one, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. I mean, that was a lot just in that one thing. The heavens and the earth, and the earth created, created all. And, and then what happens, the Bible says that, he, that, that, that it was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the earth. And then what happened? He said, he said let there be light. He didn't even have to lift a finger. He just spoke. I'm glad we have the written word of God today. These are things that God spoke. And so I, I, I think about how that, that, that God, God could have created everything at one moment. He could, have been, he could have put it all in one verse right there and said, God created the heaven and the earth and the light and the darkness and, 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 and animals and people and everything else. And he could have just done all that, just boom, like that. But God didn't do it that way. God used a progression there to... Sh- I think to teach us something about what we're going to look at here this, this, this morning here. But it just goes to show me that God does everything perfectly and in order. You know, the Bible says that things should be done decently and in order. You know, God wants us to have it. That's why in church I believe there ought to be a, an order to things. Now, that doesn't mean we have to, you know, if all of a sudden we say, hey, let's do this. Or I say, hey, let's sing another verse or let's sing one more song. That doesn't mean anything like that. But there's, a, there's an order to things. We come in, we stand, we sing, we, we stay together. Isn't it amazing that we all sing, hopefully, the same song at the same time? 
There's a decent, there's order to it there. And God created everything, and God had an order to his creation. And so God first created the heaven and the earth, and the second creation act was that he created light in darkness. He didn't create light out of darkness, but he created light in darkness. God distinguished the light from the darkness. This morning, early this morning, I was in my office at the house, and I was going over my notes, and it was dark outside. And I kept looking outside, and there was no sign of light, no sign whatsoever. Finally, I got done. I went down, went, went, went out, and, and I saw, I looked out the window again, and all of a sudden, I began to see the sky begin to lighten up. Now, I'm really not, not afraid of the dark unless the booger man's out there. But I, I'm not afraid. Not afraid. I, I, I enjoy in the morning it being dark. I, I just I like that. I'm not. I don't. If the sun beats me up, I'm depressed. Okay. But uh, I, I get up in the morning. I like it. It's dark. But I have to say this. I look forward to it getting light. And now we're beginning to get shorter days. Oh, I don't like that. The days get shorter, and now it takes longer to get light. But isn't it something? It always gets light. The sun comes up. Now there may be clouds in the way and it may be rainy there, but the sun still comes up and it gets light. And I think about how that God made the light and he distinguished it from darkness. I think about darkness, how it conceals and, and it conceals fact and detail about things. There's times that I look out the window when it's dark and I can't see anything. That's one of the habits that I have when I get up. I look out into the dark. I'm like, you know, why? But I guess just I look out to see how dark it is. And you know what? It's always dark. But, you know, I, 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 that, what it does, it conceals. And then as the sun comes up, it reveals to us. And light takes, light takes away the darkness and is a revealer of both fact and detail. God divided the light from darkness. And when light appears, the darkness must dissipate. It must go away. Honestly, right here, earlier this morning, around 5 o'clock, it was still dark. And look at it now. The sun came up. The light has come. Where's the darkness? It's been It's dissipated. Because of the light. And so light removes the darkness, therefore it cannot coexist. And that's a wonderful thought as we'll get into the message here in a moment. But light removes the darkness and it cannot coexist in the same realm. We cannot say it's dark in here. Darkness cannot exist because there is light. Keep that in mind. It cannot exist because of light. It's either darkness or there's light. As light increases, darkness diminishes. The absence of light creates total darkness, but light diminishes that darkness. Now you think about this. Every one of us in this room, at one time in our life, walked in darkness. We did. Every one of us walked in darkness when we were lost. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's difficult walking in darkness. You know, I mean, sometimes I, I don't turn the light on. You know, I try to walk somewhere, walk up the steps. My wife says, why don't you turn the light on? Because I can feel the steps with my feet. 
And so I, I walk up those. But, you know, it, it's good for us to, to have that light. But, you know, we, we, when, uh, uh, we, we used to walk in darkness in our lives before we were saved. And, you know, you can get in a lot of problems in the darkness. I, was, I think about that. I think about hunting up here in the woods. One day I had my flashlight and the battery went dead. And of course, you're going up the first day of buck season. It's you go up in the dark to your tree stand, and it was thick. It's briars really thick up in there, but there was a little bit of a path, and I was trying to make it up through there. And my flashlight went out. It was dark, dark. My glasses fogged up because I began to panic and get sweaty walking up there. And so now, even with my glasses on, all I had was fog in the darkness. And I remember I'm going up there, and I can't find my tree stand. And I'm thinking, where in the world's my stand? And I realized this, I better stop walking now or I could end up over in Hollidaysburg. And so I stopped, and all of a sudden, the darkness began to dissipate because the sun began to come up. Oh, I didn't see it yet, but the sky began to get light. And guess what? Right there was my tree stand. Dummy me. Put new batteries. This is to help you. Deer season be coming up soon. Put new batteries in your flashlights. Light means a lot, doesn't it? And I think about, you know, when we were lost, we were like that person in the woods in the middle of the night that's walking around and can't find their way out. Because in ourself, we cannot find the way out. We must have the light. I think about, you know, that the Lord shows us here and in, in the situation with these people in verse number two it said the people that walked in darkness there was a time they walked in darkness and a time when we walked in darkness when we were lost but what did they do they saw the great light let me tell you something I once was lost but now I'm found you know why I've been found because of the great light that I saw that light Christ Jesus I'm glad there's only one way to be saved you say well you know there ought to be many ways Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The only one way of salvation. But when I think about salvation, and, 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 and I hope you'll listen, listen to me through on this. You know, we're not progressively saved, but in a sense of us getting to the place where we're saved. I believe salvation is instant. But there's a progression to the point of salvation. From a babe in the manger... The Son of God before man is the Redeemer of the world. Living for sinners and dying for sinners. Do you see the progression that was there? We read just a few moments ago in verse number 6. Here for unto us a child is born, a son is given. Well, we know who that is. It tells us later on in that verse, and his name shall be called uh, a wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Well, who, who is that? That's Jesus Christ. That's who it is. And so there was, the, there, there, there was this one. These people, they saw the light. And the Lord begins to show us here about this light. And telling these folks many years before the coming of our Savior that Jesus was coming. There was the progression that even in the Old Testament, they had the Old Testament sacrifices. What were they doing? They were looking to the coming of the Messiah. The Jews, all, all this time, they've been looking and crying out for a Messiah. And the Messiah was coming. That Messiah is the Lord Jesus Christ. What happens? God was progressively showing them, showing them by the, by the sacrifices. He was showing them by the picture and showing them in Isaiah in the prophecy of the coming of our Savior. 
There's a revelation of Jesus to sinners. Man first heard of his name. And then they became acquainted to him with his works. And they've been, then they were convinced of him and convinced of his love for them. I'll be honest with you. I think probably all of us would have to say this, but I'll be honest, this is the way I thought. I knew Jesus Christ before I got saved. I knew of him. I grew up as a little boy like many of us in this room. We grew up in churches and we heard of Jesus. We knew of him. But there had to be something more than just knowing of him. Satan knows him and, 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 and what happens? He trembles. If you went up to Satan and said, do you know Jesus? Says, oh, I know Jesus. Well, you must be saved, Satan. You know, a lot of people do that to us too. You're like, yeah, you know, be careful when you're soul winning, talking to people. Don't just ask them, do you know Jesus? Because everybody knows Jesus. The devil does. The devil says, yeah, I know Jesus. Well, you're saved. No, the devil's not saved. There's a lot of folks today who say, well, I know Jesus. They're not saved either. They still walk in darkness. What happens, we find it that, that, that uh, uh, they've heard of his name, and then they became acquainted with his works. Many of the people, they heard about this one called Jesus, and, and, and they were, they were kind of uh, wanting to figure out about him and know more about him. And they, they would go, they'd hear that Jesus was coming by, and they would go to see him. They began to become acquainted with him. I think about some of, some of, some of the, the, you know, in the Bible where that they, they heard about him and they came to see him. How about Zacchaeus? Remember, he climbed up in the tree. Why? He knew that Jesus was coming by. He heard of him. He knew of this one Jesus. He climbs up in the sycamore tree. What happened? Jesus says, come on down. He wanted to be more acquainted with him. He was not saved up in the sycamore tree. He got saved there when Jesus came to him and received the Lord as his Savior. You and I once walked in darkness. But we've seen the great light. And that light is the light of the world. I haven't seen one of these in a long time. But you remember back, I, I know, I remember, remember here in Pennsylvania. But I know as a kid, they used to do this a lot. They'd have a big spotlight when there would be a grand opening. You, you remember those? And you put it, and you'd be, you'd be driving along. All of a sudden, you look in the sky, this big light would go back and forth. What did, what did it make you want to do? Run? You wanted to find out where it's at. You know what we'd always do? We'd go to my dad and say, Dad, can we go see where it's at? And he goes, oh, no, I don't know. That might be miles away. Oh, Dad, please, we want to go see it. Sometimes he did. And it would be a grand opening to something, or maybe Dad knew what it was. But you know what the light, there was a great light. It was not a little bitty flashlight, someone out there like this. It was a huge light. I don't know how many lumens it was, but it was huge. It would light up a big beam in the sky back and forth. It got everybody's attention. People knew it was there, but it was there to draw people to it. Jesus is the light. I say more. He's the great light. The great light. Now let's look at this light. I think about the light of creation. Go with me to Psalm 19, would you please? Psalm number 19 and verses 1 through 6. Psalm 19 verses 1 through 6. Look what the Bible says. The heavens declare the, declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, 
which is the bridegroom coming out of the chamber and rejoices as, as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. You, you understand what we're talking about there? We're talking about how that God created everything. They, verse 1 again said, the heavens declare the glory of God. You know, isn't it beautiful to look up in the sky when it's clear at night and there's no smoke from Canada? You know, we can look up in the sky and see the stars. I love looking at the, at, at the stars. Now, I'm not so much like I used to be because I used to want to stay up late, and now I want to go to bed early because I like getting up early now, and so I'm kind of backwards, strange thing going on in my life, I guess. But uh, I used to, I, you know what, I, find my, I would go outside, and I would just, I would lay down in the yard, and I would look up in the sky watching for some, uh, 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 a falling star, and just look at the stars. And, and, and I, I know we've done this before. We've been out around a campfire, and we're looking up at the stars, and take binoculars. If you like to look at the stars, you don't have a telescope, get a binoculars. Put your binoculars on and look up at the stars. Oh, how beautiful. You know what? God made those. And what those stars are saying, there's a greater light than us. He's the great light. He's, he's, the, he's, he's the great light. He's the, uh, he's, he's the one that we need to look to. The, the great light the Bible said about there. But the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. You know, you, you think about this. You know, God, God shows that he's there everywhere you look. Amen. You know, I just don't know why these folks, they'll go to the moon. They'll go put a man on the moon and they don't believe in God. And they ought, to, they ought to stop and think, who put that moon there? It wasn't the Chinese. God created it, didn't he? He put it out there. Think about all the stars they see going up to that moon. It ought to be, it's shouting to them that there's a light. There's a greater light. It's the great light. It's Jesus Christ. He's the creator of everything. Go, go with me to the, uh, well, don't go with me. I'm going to read it to you. Yeah, go with me to Romans chapter number 1. I'm not going to do all the work. You've got to help me out here, all right? Romans chapter number 1, verse number 18. Now, you think about it. we got the sky. We have everything God created that is like shouting to us, Hey, there's a God in heaven. <laughs> but notice what the Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verse number 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Now, look at this, verse 19. Because that which... Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are what? Clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. You know what? No one can say there is no God because God said, look up. Look around you. Look at all of creation. God says, my creation screams there's a God. You know, you say, well, why would people say there is no God? Because they're a fool. They're a fool. Listen to what the Bible says in Psalm 14.1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The fool says there's no God. Look at verse number 21 if you're still there in Romans. Because that when they, were, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. You see, they knew him, but that's where it stopped. They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. They became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. God said, I showed you light. I showed you some light. What you need to do is come to the light, the great light. 
who is Jesus Christ. My salvation is not in the trees. My salvation is not in the mountains. My salvation is not in the stars. It's not the moon. My salvation is in Jesus Christ. But he shows us the light in creation. God revealed himself in nature to the natural man. That's why, you know, you, you think about this. These environmentalists today talk about nature. Fact, fact is, if they were really environmentalists, they'd all believe in God. Because it preaches God's here. God created everything. Do you know what? They're not really environmentalists. They're nuts. Amen. They're, they're saying there is, you know what they are? Let me, let's just put it plain. They're fools. That's what God said. They're fools. Everything in this big explosion. You know and, and if that big explosion happened and everything happened so good like this, why not let the earth explode again? Huh? We're all going to die. No, well, you know what? We are. The Bible says it's the point of a man wants to die. Hey, knucklehead, hug your tree, but you're going to die. But you see, after death is something else. And you better believe what God said or you're going to end up like those people in Romans chapter number 1. God revealed himself through creation and nature. And then the light of incarnation. Galatians 4.4 4 says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. When I think about that, I'm talking about the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible is talking about here in the book of Isaiah. Matthew 1.23 says, Behold, a virgin, not a young woman. Now, you've got a perversion of a Bible. It says a young maid. It says a young woman. Let me tell you something. It's different than that in a virgin. A virgin was someone who was pure. There was no man involved in this birth here. Understand? Uh, 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 You know, uh, uh, Joseph was not the father of Jesus. Now, I thank the Lord for Joseph. I think Joseph took good care of Mary. He, he, listen, think about this. Joseph knew how to behave around Mary before he got married to her. He took care of her when everybody said, what's going on? Can you imagine all of a sudden a man, you're engaged to be married, and the, and the girl says, I'm pregnant. And you're like, it's not, I've been right. I've treated you right. I've behaved myself. And that would mean in that man's mind that someone has done something. But you know what? God said, remember the Spirit of God came to, uh, came to him and said, listen, you know, don't you worry. Everything's all right. What's conceived of her is of the Holy Ghost. Well, I'll tell you what, I have a lot of respect for Joseph. And then there he is. What a, what a task. He's, in, he's got to watch over Jesus, the Son of God. I say a big task, but it was an easy task because... Jesus never did wrong. Boy, wouldn't that be neat? You have a kid that never did wrong? I know a lot of grandparents are in here right now. Well, I got grandkids like that. No, no, you don't. <laughs> I saw a shirt that said, my wife, we were, I showed her about this, a shirt that said on here, Mom, Grandma, Great Grandma, keep getting better. <laughs> Amen. But you know what? As sweet as these grandkids are, they're all sinners, just like we're all sinners. Amen. Bible says, therefore, and we read there in Isaiah 7, 14, John 1, 14 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In other words, what happened? God became man. <laughs> Think about it. Here was God Almighty in heaven, but God says, I want to come to you, and I want to bring the light to you. I want you to have that great light I was talking about in the book of Isaiah. What happened? He was born of a virgin. 
And there, there Jesus was born, and, 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 the, and they say about him that no man, never a man spoke like this man. Never a man, I begin to think, never a man did the miracles that Jesus Christ did. He stilled the storms. He raised the dead. He fed the multitudes. He healed the sick. He commanded the devils. He comforted hearts. He died for sin and gloriously resurrected from the dead. Amen. And let me tell you something else. He's coming again. He's the light. So I think of the light also, the light of revelation that he's been revealed. I'm glad he's been revealed to us. Amen. I'm glad it's not something, you know, people say, well, I never heard of that. No, the the heavens declare him. Then he also gave us a book that declares him. The Bible says, Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Bible goes on and says in Romans 10, verse 14, it says, how then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear? Without a preacher. You, you know what we're supposed to be? Preachers are supposed to be pointing people to the light. You know what Christians are supposed to be doing? Pointing people to the light. Pointing to the light, the great light. You say, well, we got this candle of religion. Well, you can have a candle of religion if you want to. But I want the light. I want the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 2.13, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is, is, tr- it is in truth, the word of God, which effectively, effectually worketh also in you that believe. You know, he was saying that, hey, listen, we've given you the word of God. Think about this. One of the greatest things that we can do is tell people about Jesus Christ. We could give them the word of God. You know, it's wonderful God has given us his word. How wonderful it is to share his word with somebody. What is that? It's saying there's the light. What you need is not religion. You need the great light. What you need is not turning over a new leaf. You need the great light. What you need is not baptism or church membership. It's that great light, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our, our faith came through the revelation of the light of God's word. You think about it, everyone's, anyone's, everyone that's ever been saved got saved through because of belief of the truth. Well, how do we get the truth? Through the Word of God. I'm glad somebody preached to me the truth. You know, um, oh, the name all of a sudden went away from me. But, um, gospel. I'll, what's it? Paul Levine, there we go. Oh, Paul Levine, I'm glad that night he preached the truth that I got saved. I'm glad he preached the truth that I could hear it. And I mean, I was under conviction that night, and I walked away from it. I walked out of that, that chapel there, the, the tabernacle, they called it. I walked out of there. But I knew I needed the light. I knew of the light. Grew up in Sunday school. I used to sing the song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. And let me tell you something. Even as a lost boy, it was still true. He loved me so much that he died for me on the cross of Calvary. I think about, I'm saved because of the revealed, it's been revealed in the word of God. I think about the light of illumination. Go with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse number 4.
Now understand, let's start at verse number one, all right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now let me remind you, before we go on any further, do you know who the Word is? Jesus. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. That's what John the Baptist, all right? The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light. Now, if you notice something, that light is capital L. That all men through him might believe. He was not that light. Talking about John, he's not that light. But was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. You know what? You think about this, that, 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 that Jesus, that the light is, it, it, the Lord's saying here, listen, there, there's this great light, but there was a John the Baptist who was a light, but he was not the great light. But he preached the gospel. Every one of us that are saved this morning knows how to be saved. Don't you? I don't, I don't think anybody say, yeah, I'm a preacher, I'm saved, but I don't know how. No, you're not saved. And since we know how to be saved, we know how to tell someone else how to be saved. Well, fellas, you say, well, I just don't think I can do it. But you know what? We could teach a kid how to put a worm on a hook. Why? We know how to do it. We've seen it done. You say, well, it's, no, it's really not that hard. Is it really that hard to talk about a Savior that you love so much? Tell them about Jesus Christ that they could be saved. The Bible says in John chapter 8, verse number 12, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but he shall have the light of life. The light of the world is Jesus. And so when I say about the illumination, I think about how the Holy Spirit of God illuminated the darkness of our hearts. August 11th, 1971 was the day I got saved. It was almost midnight. It was almost the 12th. But that August 11th, what happened? I was walking in darkness. I grew up in church, did all the things all the other kids did. I was sitting there in a Christian camp, just sat in a service, but I was in darkness. But guess what happened? The Holy Spirit illuminated in me. The Lord Jesus Christ showed me my need. And I received Christ as my Savior that August 11th, 1971. You see, what happened was this. I saw myself as Jesus saw me. He said, well, how does Jesus see us if we're lost? He sees us lost and undone. He sees us as one that is one breath away from hell. He said, but, I don't, but he, he sees us, that's the way we are, but says, I am the light. You need to come to the light, the Lord Jesus Christ. How simple is that? You know, this morning when I walked in here, it wasn't dark in here, but I turned the lights on. Like that, the light came. Jesus came to this earth, and people began to hear of him. People going around saying, the Messiah came, the Messiah came, and people would come to see him, and they would hear the miracles that he was doing. Hey, I heard about this one named Jesus and all the things that he did, and they would come and watch him. Blind people were taken to him. Lame people were taken to him. They had heard of him. They finally came to the light, and he illuminated them. 
I'm glad I saw myself as Jesus saw me, a sinner needing the Savior, but I also saw myself as a sinner needing a Savior, but then I saw Jesus Christ as my Savior. I looked to Him and Him alone. No church will take you to heaven. I don't know where on your, you know, you may have been confirmed as a baby. You might have got sprinkled as a baby. But you need to come to the light and be born again, be saved. I saw myself as what I was, but I saw also who Jesus was, my Savior. The darkness of sin was gone, and the glorious light of Jesus Christ came and began to shine in my heart and in my life. You say, well, preacher, why do so many then learn of Jesus? Why so many that they, they learn of creation and continue to, re, to reject the Son of God who gave himself for them? Why would they do that? Well, let's look at John chapter number 3. John chapter number 3 and verse number 19. Verse 19, and this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men loved, oh boy, look at here, men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. You know, I don't know how many people I've talked to out soul winning, invite them to come to church, and they give every kind of excuse. You know why? They like their deeds of evil. There's people who get out of church, you know why? Because they hear the light, they get the light shown on their sin, and it makes them bothered about that. You get right, it's wonderful to be in the light. The great light. The great light. It said in verse 20, And uh, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. You see, when you come to the light, you say, well, the light will show my sinfulness, but it'll show you this too. It'll show you the Savior that'll wash away your sins. He's the answer. I'm so glad that God dispelled our darkness and revealed himself in light, aren't you? You know, this morning, if you're not in the light, you can come to the light. It's that easy. Just as this morning it was dark and the light came up. And this morning God's using a preacher to bring to you the word of God. For you too can come to the light if you're not saved. He said, preacher, why do you always bring this up? Because I know how I was. I sat in church for so long and was lost. I knew of the light, but I didn't come to him until that day in August 1971. Thank the Lord for the light. They sing the song, I've seen, I saw the light, I saw the light. You know, a lot of people, they sing that, and they really don't know what they're talking about. They're talking about lights like in a building it's on. But my Bible tells me it's a great light. When you get saved, it's more than religion changes your life for the better.
Are you saved today? Come to the great light. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this time this morning, and I pray that you'd speak to our hearts. I don't know the heart of every person in this room. The only heart I know about is my own. And I know I have to fight with it sometimes, but Lord, there's one thing I know for sure. I know that I'm saved. I know August 11, 1971, you saved my soul. I put my faith, my trust in you and you alone to take me to heaven. Now, Lord, there may be somebody here today, they've never really done it. They know of you, but they've never really put their faith and trust in you, never been born again. Lord, it's not a pro- it's not a progress of being saved but it's a progress of us being getting closer and closer to that light and some have heard it many a times and maybe today's the day they need to take care of that well our heads bowed our eyes closed this morning i wonder if god spoke to your heart and said you know what i'm calling you one more time come to the light come to the light and you may want to argue with them and say well i know of you jesus and so does the devil. Scoot over and let him sit down next to you. He'll give you all kinds of reasons. You're all right. But I ask you again, as I always ask you, if you were to die today, do you know for sure that you go to heaven? You can come to the great light today and be saved. I wonder if there'd be anyone here this morning and say, Preacher, that's me. I'm not sure of salvation, but I'd like to be sure. Pray for me. Would you slip your hand up? Anyone this morning? God, that's, Preacher, that's me. I want God to save my soul. I want to know for sure I'm going to heaven. I trust you know the Lord is your Savior. I pray it's true that everybody in this room knows Jesus is their Savior. And, and it, it can be. It could be true. That's true. And if it is, I mean, praise the Lord for it. But you know what? You know and God knows. If you don't take care of it, you'll die and go to hell. That's simple. You'll die and go to hell. Preacher, why do you preach this? Because I love you, and I want you to come to the light. But then let me turn it this way. You that say, well, I know it. When was the last time you shared it with somebody? When was the last time you became a light, pointing to the great light? You let God use you. Now think about the crippled man. They brought that man to Jesus on that stretcher that day. He would have never made it without somebody bringing him to Jesus. The man to get into the pool needed someone to help him into the pool. Each day he went there. You know what? Somebody needs your help to tell them about Jesus and point them to the light. You can't save them, but Jesus can't. He can. Maybe this morning we ought to make some decisions. You know what? I'm going to witness to more people. I'm going to point people, yes, I'm glad I know the light. I'm glad I came to the great light. But maybe this morning we ought to say this, Lord, help me point more people to the great light. Father, bless this invitation time. Now, I pray that you would speak to us about these things. And yet, Lord, if there's somebody here not sure of salvation, that they get saved right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.